This is Cafeteria Minds. I'm Jake. I'm Stan. This is our Movie Mayhem episode. We're talking about The Last Crusade, the final Indiana Jones movie we're going to be talking about until the new one. There's no fault. Out of all of them, which is your favorite? This one. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. I don't know if it's because there's it's Sean, Sean Connery. Connery. It's Sean Connery. Yeah, it's it's definite. And It also came out the year I was born. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. That's old, yeah. God, that's forever ago. That's right. Now, again, what we have learned so far is that in order, you're supposed to watch Temple of Doom first. Uh-huh. Then Ark of the Covenant, Ark of the Covenant, and, and then Last Crusade. Yeah, yeah. You're still you're still letting that just sit in. It bothers the hell out of me. So I tried watching it in order. The the the, the right the right order. order. Okay. And I hated it. Really. I hated it. I hated. Didn't, the didn't fact. make didn't make sense. It did didn't it? make sense to no. me. It was like you could have just lied. Yeah. I understand you didn't want Nazis to be the villain. But in a row, but that's what you did. But it's like that's what you did anyway. So who cares? They're just different Nazis, right? So okay, we're gonna do China, China at the beginning and and India at the in the end, middle and the end. end. Yeah, you could have still done that. Like, who cares? So, so you're telling me that there's Nazis from the Ark of the Covenant that may remember him and fight against him in the last in Last Crusade? Yeah. Well, no, because they all died at the end. Ooh, yeah, they all died. Yeah, but there could have been someone that escaped, right? No, no, they all got their face melted. Right. But think about all the guys he like knocked out. And, oh like, yeah, throughout the and then like took their stuff. Oh yeah, they could have been put back into regiments and stuff, and now they're fighting him again. That would have been funny. <laughs> he meets the same guy, same Nazi, the same Nazi. Hey, didn't I punch hey, you already? Didn't I? Hey, were you there when I threw that guy into that plane yeah. and he got chopped up? Yeah. So, like, so again, I'm still going to watch it as the, the normal order, the normal order. order of yeah. release. That's right. I'm not going to play Indiana Jones like you would the Avenger movies. No, no Temple of Poon for you either? <laughs> no, no Temple of Poon. No Temple of Poon. All right, while you while you do this beginning yeah. opening yeah. scene, I'm going to see if there is a rated X version of this one. The last something. <laughs> so we begin the, the scene opening in the desert as we see the credits begin to roll. We see the tarot card. We see the landscape as we also see a group of men on an expedition. We see a bunch of kids on a group trip. We see two kids stumble across something going on to one of the caves nearby. And they find a group of men digging... Uh, for something as they found in something in Utah 1912. One of these kids is young Indiana Jones as he goes to steal uh, from one of the thieves. Now Indy is on the run from these guys. He is still uncoordinated. Uh, we can also see that he doesn't mind snakes yet. They make it to the train as Indy is running from cart to cart as they chase him. Indy lands into a snake pit twice. Indy is also being uh, on the chase, uh, being chased by various animals in various cars. It's it's an awesome... I like how they did this little um, pre-thing. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? It's, it's him as a kid. Um, you also... You find out he's not afraid of snakes. At first. At yeah. first. Yeah. But then when he falls into the pit of snakes... There's two pits of snakes. There's right. a small pit, and then there's the big pit. So... The big pit with one snake. And then... 
that's you could tell that's when his phobia like starts kicked in. Yeah. The lead guy, which kind of looks like Indiana Jones, approaches him and tells him to give it up. Indy lands into the lion cart and then has to whip the lion. So now we see him like getting through the whip and, and the now, hat. And all of a sudden, that scar, scar is explained. Yep. And he goes into the magic cart as he's into the box. And then off the train, he rushes home to his father. And his father tells him to count to 20 in Greek if it's important. Uh, we can see the father is obsessed with the grail already. The sheriff arrives, and he's on side with the bad guys. The boss had paid the bad guys' boss had paid him off. Indy loses that time, but also uh, gets the hat as we cut to modern time. Which it, it's pretty cool. It, yeah, it's a nice little nod. Nod, and I think they should have done more with River Phoenix as young Indy. That would have been awesome. That would have been because River Phoenix was good. He he was, and you know, rest in peace. Yeah, he. Uh, he had a he was fighting through some stuff in his real life and everything, yeah. but him as young Indiana, oh, it was good. Like if they did a series, they did a young Indiana series, but it yeah, was bad. It was bad. It was but really I, bad. I mean, if they did it back then, yeah, with like River Phoenix, with River Phoenix taking off from that point, oh, just it would have been cool. Like him on his little adventures as a teenager that been cool. and, and yeah. stuff like that. I I would have enjoyed it. Here's our IMDb disclaimer. We take a lot of information directly from IMDb because it is a great source for our movie Mayhem episodes. So they don't have a triple um, X version of no. this movie. No. So it's just Temple no. of Poon. It's just Temple, Temple of Poon. Mm. Just Temple of Poon. Okay, here's our fun facts section. Uh, as with other Indiana Jones movies, Harrison Ford did many of his own stunts. According to a stuntman, Vic Armstrong, he had to pull Ford to one side and ask him to do some work because Ford was... Doing so much of the action himself. Nice. Uh, Harrison Ford nominated River Phoenix to play him as a teenager. No shit. So that they must have known each, each other. other. They worked on the Mosquito Coast. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Phoenix explained that he didn't really have a base on playing the young Indiana Jones, but Harrison Ford, uh, but on Harrison, but uh, yeah. So he observed Ford out of character before acting his part. Okay. What if. Let's say River was still alive, mm. all right? I think I would be okay if he ended up taking the mantle. Of Jones, yeah. So, like, okay, he's... Young Indiana, whatever it is. Let's say he doesn't even play young Indiana anymore, right? He's just Indiana. He's just... Harrison Ford does this last movie that's going to come out, what, next year? Yeah. Right? He does that last movie. River becomes the new Indiana Jones, and they do more movies. Yeah. Like, that would have been, like, been cool. the coolest thing. Harrison Ford cut his chin in a car accident in Southern California when he was about 20 years old. In the movie, the cut is explained with the, the chin and the whip. Which is cool. Which is yeah. cool. That uh, guy's always getting into accidents. Whether well, it be like... Plane accidents. Plane. Yeah. Cars. Sets. Yeah. Falling on him. Yeah. <laughs> his, his insurance must be high. It must be. Most of the uniforms worn by the Nazis in the Berlin Book Burning were real World War II Nazi outfits. God. That is amazing. Yeah. My uh, my whole favorite thing, though, is, like, he gets Adolf Hitler's, like, autograph, yeah. which is hilarious. Hilarious. Because it's, like, he's, like, he's supposed to be pretending he's an officer, and he has this journal in his hand. Yeah. And he just takes it out of his hand, signs it, gives it back to him. And the four horses used in the final scenes outside of the temple were loaned by... Uh, loaned by the movie personally by King Hussein of Jordan. Oh, cool. That's kind of neat. 
Uh, oh, here's one for you. 2,000 rats were bred for this production. I, I, need, had, I had that question earlier. We need a rat breeder. Breeding them specifically was necessary as ordinary rats would have been riddled with diseases. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. But I, I wonder <laughs> how many were killed during filming of those rats. Probably a lot. Probably a lot. Peter right? probably had a bad oh, yeah. time. Uh, here's one for you. Sean Connery and Harrison Ford wore no pants uh, during the shooting scene on the Zeppelin sequence. It was very hot studio, and Connery didn't want to sweat too much. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's why everything's filmed from the waist up. That's right. That's messed up. I did not even think yep, of that. Yeah, they didn't wear pants. Yeah. <laughs> we're not wearing pants today. It's too hot. Uh, we're not wearing pants. Screw it. Uh, for the scene at the Nazi rally in Berlin, uh, where Indiana fronts Elsa and steals back the diary, uh, Steven Spielberg had all the extras who did the Nazi... Salute simultaneously, put their arms behind their backs and cross their fingers. <laughs> this is Spielberg's favorite Indiana Jones movie. Hey, did he end up sleeping with Elsa? I don't probably. I don't know. I mean, he, I don't, he did the rest of them. The other two, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he married both of them. Yeah, he did. He yeah. married both of them. Yeah. So now it's okay. Here's the third movie. Is maybe this maybe his the third wife. Maybe George was like, "No, you got to stop sleeping with the yeah. actress." Can you can, can you just cut stop? it out, please? Yeah. When shooting in Venice, they were allowed to have complete control of the Grand Canal from 7 a.m. to 1 p.m. one day. Wow. That's a lot. I mean, here's the thing, though. That is one busy canal. Canal. Yeah. Like, that's what no one understands. The In Venice, everything is canals. Yeah. Everyone drives boats around and stuff. So to cut an area off for that long. That's like cutting L.A. traffic. Whew. Spielberg is on record saying that he made this movie for two reasons, to fulfill the three-movie obligation, and uh, two, to atone the criticism he received for the previous installment from George Lucas. Yeah, because George Lucas didn't like Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom. Yeah. Uh, watching Indiana wrestle uh, Colonel Vogel, the soldier at the periscope, tells his teammates in German, die something, the Americans, they fight like girls, basically. Ah, that's yeah. funny. Uh, the temple at the move at the end of the movie exists, but not in Alexandria. It is actually in Petra, Jordan. However, there is no inside to it. The doorway seen on the screen is huge, eight or nine feet, uh, eight or nine people, shoulder to shoulder, can easily walk through it. It leads to an empty square room, uh, room carved from the top down, over two stories high. Huh. Yeah, they. Uh, so that that's why they say that it's um, it's giants who made the temple. Yeah, um, which is pretty hilarious. That is pretty. Neat. But yeah, it's a. It literally is. You, you walk in. And it's, it's just an exterior. It's just an shell. empty room, but people say that. Well, people believe that there's a hidden room mm. somewhere in there. Because why would you build this, like, temple, Yeah, this gorgeous, I mean, it is, it's very gorgeous-looking yeah. temple, just to go into, like, I think it's a a 12 by 12 by 12 hmm. room. That's not that big. No, it, it's very small. I mean, a bunch of people can, can fit, fit it. in it, yeah. but it's, yeah, it's very tall, yeah. but it's not very deep. Yeah. It's... <laughs> <laughs> But it's like, yeah, why Why would you build something like that? I don't know. That, it's, it is a little weird. Uh, 
Indiana's birth name was finally revealed. Henry Jones Jr. for three movies, he's been dressed as Indiana or Indy. The name Indiana came from the dog in the movie itself, real life. In the movie, in the movie, in real life, George Lucas, Alaskan Marmaduke, oh Malmaduke, who lived until the seventies, a dog breed seen in the movie with River Phoenix. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Indiana's trademark hat, jacket, whip currently reside in the Smithsonian Museum of Natural History. These items remained during the filming of uh, one we don't talk about. So, technically. Uh-huh. So, those are the original? That's right. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I would have thought Harrison would have kept the originals, but... He, I guess well, being in the they, Smithsonian. They, they probably had a copy for it. He probably had a copy. Because to me, it's like, Harrison will always be Indiana. Mm-hmm. So if he doesn't walk away with the hat and the whip. whip yeah. I'm like, sure he has one of his ver- own I can, versions. See, I could just picture him walking in his house. The last last time he plays Indiana. Yeah. Walking in his house and actually hanging him up. That would like, be kind of cool. Hanging him up yeah. for the last time. That would be cool. When Lucas and Spielberg met to discuss a third Indiana Jones movies, one of them wanted to have it set in a haunted... Oh, Lucas wanted to have it set in a haunted manager, mansion. Spielberg had just finished Poltergeist and decided that he wanted to do something different. Lucas then came up with the idea of the Holy Grail and Spielberg added to add the had, had to add the father and son sub-story, which... I liked, I liked the sub story more. If I'm honest, yeah, that sub story is great. Yes, it really is. I I, I like it too. The Grail is fine. That's okay. It's kind of neat and it's more lower to the Indiana overall. But the father without the father and son sub story, it doesn't work. I, I mean you. The other thing is again we we've we've talked about this, you know you're, you have Indiana, Jones going after. Two of the only mm. Christian artifacts, yeah. if you think about it. Yeah. Right? So it, it's good to kind of be done and over with. You might as well do the grail. If you're going to do the ark, you might as well do, do the, the grail. grail. Um, I I kind of wouldn't have mind seeing if it was in a haunted mansion or something. Different. Different. But yeah. But then again, when you see Crystal Skull and they added aliens too much you know so it's like they they kind of ruined it by going supernatural and aliens so i think they might i wouldn't mind seeing a haunted house one but i think they would have ruined it by yeah. going that route as well so when donovan come uh when donovan's wife comes into the study to tell him he's neglecting his guest the imperial march darth vader scene from star wars can be heard playing at the piano yeah you ever hear that no i didn't hear, but i have to, yeah. I have to go watch it so again. um years ago I was watching it, and I think I just happened to watch Star Wars first. Yeah, so you have it in your head. And so I had it in my head. So then when I heard, like, you can, it's slight, but you hear it as a piano, and it's like, Duh. I know where that's, that's from. from. Yeah. Uh, Tom Stoppard was paid uh, 120000 to rewrite dialogue. The specifically the lines for Hen- Henry and Henry Indiana exchanged after the movie's release and subsequent success. He was paid another million dollars as a bonus. There's an article, The Last Crusade in Oral History, published in Empire in 2006. Spielberg said about the junior and senior conversations, it was an emotional story, but I didn't want to get too sentimental. 
Their disconnection from one another was the basis for a lot of comedy, and it gave Tom Shepard, who was uncredited, a lot to write. That's kind of neat. Yeah, but again, like we were saying, it. I like the father-son, you know, they, yeah. there's, you could tell there's no love lost there, but they had drifted apart because, yes. you know, one, one's obsessed with the grail, the other one's obsessed with um, finding relics and returning them to their rightful places type of deal. So you could tell they, they grew apart and now they're forced back together. Back together. Due to his commitment, Spielberg had to drop out of directing Big. Oh, no shit. And Rain Man. Wow. Totally different movies if he directed those. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. John Williams, who does the score, inserts the Ark of the Covenant uh, Le Matif into uh, this movie when they walk past the Ark of the Covenant. Anthony Powell found it a challenge to create Sir Sean Connery's costume because the script required the character to wear the same clothes throughout the movie. <laughs> Powell thought about his own grandfather and incorporated tweed suits and fishing hats. That's kind of neat. It it's so accurate. Yeah. With like when you think if you think of an old person, right? When I always when I always thought of an old person when I was young, those are the type of clothes and shit they like, wear. You would picture. Yeah, old people. Old, old people. You also like would picture trousers like up to like yeah, past their waist, that's like right. by their stomach and stuff. The character named Fedora in credit in the credits, played by Richard Young, was in the script originally named Abner Ravenwood, Marion Ravenwood's father and Indiana mentor, who was mentioned in The Lost Ark and later in the. Uh, we don't talk about that. In the Crystal Skull. Hey, do you think the Crystal Skull would have been better uh-huh. if Shia LaBeouf wasn't in it? Maybe, but maybe it was a turd from the beginning. Like you said, yeah. they they if they had aliens in it, maybe it was a polished turd from the beginning I, and just slide here, right out here's there. Here's my th- – I think if you – I think what it is, it's like – they saw how father and son worked in the last crusade, right? Yeah. So it's like they're trying to force the father and son thing in the crystal skull. But we it, and I it didn't work. It didn't work. Right? It, it was too much. To me it didn't work. I like how they brought some of the original people back. Mm. I really did. I do like John Hurt. Yes, I like him too. Yeah. But I think if they really focused on the supernatural, the alien type of thing, and left the sun element out. That's what it would. I where think it might have been a little better. But it was too much all at once. It, yes, they tried so we had forcing Nazi, Nazis, aliens, and Shia LaBeouf. Too yeah, much. I, I, just too much. Sir Sean Connery was always Spielberg's first choice to play Indiana Jones's father, as an inside joke to that James Bond is the father of Indiana Jones. It, that had failed, Gregory Peck or John Petrie were backup choices for the role. Spielberg always wanted to do a Bond movie, but did Indiana Jones as a James Bond-type character. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. I don't think... Okay. This this is going to be... This is going to oh, be out here. I got one for you. I don't think I would like a Steven Spielberg-filmed James Bond movie. I was going to say, without James Bond, do we not have Indiana Jones? If James Bond didn't exist, do we not have Indiana Jones? 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Because if you think about it, he he's just – he's a, the average guy James Bond. That's what he is. Yeah. Sean Connery was always my favorite James Bond. Oh, yeah. 
hands down. Yeah. Pussy but, galore. <laughs> Pussy galore. But if you think about it, if you look at some of these directors, these big name directors, George Lucas, Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Um, let's even throw. Um, uh, what's the fucking guy's name? Jesus Christ! He did the Transformer. Michael Bay. Yeah. And Bruckheimer, right? Yeah. Let's throw those guys in there. Yeah. I could not watch any one of their James Bonds if they filmed the James no, Bond movie. The reason for that is they're all different. They're they're all so different, and they I don't think they get the story of James Bond. Yeah. Where like Michael Bay would just focus on explosions. explosions. That's, that's what he it, does. That's, that's what he right? does. Right? It'd be like if Michael Bay filmed a Indiana Jones. It's like a Wes Anderson 007 movie. <laughs> right? yes, yes. It's very symmetrical. Yes. There's, there's no gunshots. There's just right. So like I, I understand Stephen wants to, wanted to do a James Bond, but I don't think he should be allowed. Like, no, this is as close as you're getting. This is as close as you're getting. I loved the the chemistry. Between Sean Connery and Harrison and Ford, Harrison Ford yeah. is amazing. What was the age difference? I want to say 20 years at least. We'll have to look that up. Maybe. I'll have to look that up. But, like, yeah, I just, I, I don't know. It To me, it, it seemed like a perfect, it, it's it's just as close to getting, like, Harrison's real father to play. Yeah, yeah. That's how good it was. So, George Lucas really loved the prequels prologue sequence so that's why he filmed the young indiana jones in 92 but without phoenix right and the thing is i think it would have been better if it was phoenix but phoenix was asked to play but turned it down i wonder if he just didn't want to get stuck but if he did it though do you think it would have been better for one it would have been better and i wonder if it would have um, changed his career changed and... his course of life yeah where maybe Suicide was off the table type yeah. of deal. When Indiana's bag is caught on the tank's gun <laughs> and is being dragged along the wall. Ooh, who wants your bag being dragged along the wall? Right. Who no wants stunt, that? No stuntman was used. Oh, his bag was dragged himself. He dragged his own bag. Oh. The crew, the crew oh. just went along with Trevels. <laughs> tripping dirt and clay on him as his bag. Mm. Uh there's a franchise trademark. It begins with a match cut of The Rock in Utah, which is reminiscent of the Paramount Pictures logo, and it's in all of the other movies as well. When it came to filming the rat scene, the producers inquired of their insurer and when they were you when whether they were insured if the animals were some reason uh, indisposed due to illness or accident or simply because they refused to perform. This was a delicate issue as one as one lost day of filming could cost hundreds of thousands of dollars. While the experts at this insurance fund reached a compromise which pleased both sides, they asked Spielberg uh, what would be the least number of rats needed for a dramatic shoot and different camera angles were used. 1,000 rats would be sufficient came to the answer. How that's fucking how many rats? So oh, so I need a so thousand many. rats. I need a thousand so rats for many. this shot right here. Here's the thing, like a thousand rats. I like rats. Yeah, but not I, a thousand. I rats. do, but to at what point do you not <laughs> like rats? A thousand, I think, is the number. Like, do you have two or three crawling on you? That's one thing. Oh yeah, I'm fine okay. with that. A dozen? A dozen is okay. Two but, dozen. Oh, ooh. 
You got two dozen. Because rats. here's the thing, like That's a lot of rats, man. To me, there's a certain point where the rats win. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't care if they're like domesticated or what. There's a certain point where there's too many rats. Okay, if I can't get these things off of me, will they kill me? That's right. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Thousand so many. Oh, uh, and I found the there. There's a twelve year difference. Really? Yeah. He was born in 1930, Sean Connery. Yeah. And uh, Harrison Ford was 1942. Oh wow, that's yeah. not that long. That's not. No. Uh, Lawrence Olivier, widely considered to be the greatest British actor of the 20th century, was briefly considered to play the Grail Knight. Ooh. Oh, that would have been cool. That would have been cool. Yeah. Um. So there's also cameos from Marcus and Shyla. Again, nods to the other movies, too, which is kind of neat. Yep. We'll keep going. Uh, the difficulty shown by the tank driver in maneuvering the vehicle was very realistic. The Mark I tank or World War I tank was so unwidely that the manufacturers rushed to produce an upgrade. The Mark IV was ready within one year's time. When Henry Jones Sr. scares the seagulls to fly up and stop the plane, they are actually, in fact, pigeons, not seagulls, as seagulls cannot be trained. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. We're going to train these <laughs> pigeons, though, but did they give the pigeons costumes? So, uh, so okay. Are they dressing the, Are they putting the pigeons in hats? <laughs> Little hats. Little hats for Little the pigeons. Little hats. I get it, because with, with seagulls, Let's say they were wild seagulls just sitting out there yeah. or, or whatever. They they would fly up no matter what. They'd fly away, especially yeah. if there's people doing stuff. But if you have trained pigeons that you could like throw on the ground and they would stay on the ground, that would make sense. Yeah, you want something you can train. That's how much mo- how much stupid money did they spend on like the dumbest things? Rats. Okay, we need pigeons. We need. 1,500 trained pigeons. That's right. And we need 2,000 rats. That's right. That's a lot <laughs> That's of money. a lot of money. Uh, Indiana's leap from horse to tank was performed by uh, his stuntman, Vic Armstrong. God, Vic Armstrong sounds so familiar. I wonder if he's done a, Probably a, a, a bunch of different... Guy. Yeah. Uh, Henry Sr., Jr. Henry Sr. and Jr. note that in Latin, Jehovah begins with an I, not a J. This is quite correct, especially given that the knight who recovered the grail acquired it during the First Crusade. The First Crusade ended in 1099, and in the same time of the Roman Empire, J was merely a variant of I, hence the resemblance between the lower cases, forms of I and J. Yeah, J, the letter J actually wasn't even invented. Like it wasn't, it was invented, yes. which is weird. weird. Um, uh, another name for Jesus is actually Yahweh. Huh. Yahweh is another one because Y was a very prominent thing. Yeah. The production had two tanks of the chank, a tank chase. One of them was made out of aluminum. The whole chase took 10 days to film. Wow. Yep. We got that already. Wow. Ten days. That's a lot of filming. Um, Harrison Ford and Pat Roach Gaspo are the only two actors appear in the first three movies. Roach uh, played Giant Sherpa and the first mechanic. 
And then Chief Guard in the Temple of Doom. A scene was filmed where Indiana Jones knocks him unconscious aboard the Zeppelin, extending a running joke in the franchise that Harrison Ford's constantly knocking this guy out in every movie. Nice. That's kind of neat. Nice. Uh, ben Burt, who wa- wanted an echoing gunshot for Don- Donovan wounding Henry, so he fired a three fifty seven Magnum in Skywalker Ranch underground, un- in the underground p- car park just as George Lucas drove in. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Imagine the boss driving in and you're firing off a three fifty seven Magnum. Right. Oh, God. Oh, doing this for work. That, you wanted it. That's right. <laughs> Several thousands of snakes of five breeds, including a boa constriction, were used for see more animals. Okay, so listen. In addition to rubber ones, okay, uh, the snakes could would slither from crates, creating uh, crew difficulty. Listen, we've gone from uh huh, rats, yeah, pigeons, several thousand uh-huh. snakes. Uh-huh. You could have gotten like ten or twelve, and the rest be rubber. Yeah. No. 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 Ten. You need no. Some... We're gonna do several thousand yeah, yeah, snakes yeah, yeah, yeah. and some rubber ones. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> we need snakes, right? Uh, both tanks, the hero tank for full shots and the processing tank for close-ups, now reside at Disney Hollywood Studios. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That is cool. Uh, we'll go to the next one. Let's see. The idea of an airplane carried by an airship was taken from the U.S. Navy ships USS. Arakan and USS Macan. Each airship, slightly smaller than the uh, than the Zeppelin shown in the movie, had a trapeze or skyhook under the belly of the airship and a hangar space inside for four small planes. The planes were intended as scouts that were used that used the airship as a flying aircraft carrier. The builders of the Hindenburg attempted, with help from the U.S. Navy, to install a smaller trapeze on the Hindenburg shortly before the, her disastrous flight. Wow. That's kind of neat. I didn't know that. Neither did I. See, so um, something else, I don't know if you know this, but skyscrapers that were built um, in the early, well, late 1800s, early 1900s, the reason for uh, the way the tops of them look, mm-hmm. like there's like hooks and stuff on the yep. tops, because they thought airships were going to be a thing. Oh, wow. So, like, on the Empire State Building and stuff, there's actually spots where you could tie off an airship. A Zeppelin or something? And you would be able to, like, have this ladder thing come down and you walk out onto the no shit. onto the skyscraper and come down. Oh, look at this. Two more lions. What? Two lions were used. They became nervous because of the rocking motion and flicking lights. But they had lions, too. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Amanda Redmond was asked to play the female lead, Elsa, but turned it down because of her real-life fear of rats. No shit. She really hated rats. So it was like, hey, we want you to play this part, so here's the script. Yeah. So then she's, like, reading through the script and was like, uh-uh. No rats. No, no rats, please. So here's our cast. We have Harrison Ford, Sean Connery, uh, Dilham Elliott, Allison Duty. Uh, Doty, uh, yeah, that's really Julian Glover as Walter. Yeah, those are the big ones. Budget forty-eight million. Wow. Uh, opening weekend thirty. Why? Why? I, we'll see what it was up against though. But gross U.S. Uh, in Canada, two hundred. Yeah. Worldwide, four seventy-five. I'm wondering. So, I'm wondering if it was the. Um, 
how underwhelming the second one was, so everyone was kind of questioning whether Yeah, but see... it was obviously a hit, but it was a slow burn because it grossed $200 million in U.S. and Canada and then another 275 worldwide. So right. it, it was a hit, but it just wasn't... Not here in the U.S. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll go through a, a lot of these. Uh, where was it filmed? Utah, Texas, Colorado, Spain, Germany... San Francisco, New Mexico, Venice. Yeah. At least they kept some of like, okay, hey, you're supposed to be in Venice, so. We're going to film it in Venice. Venice. That's kind of nice. That is kind of cool. England, Colorado. Yeah, Spain. Yeah, UK. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of them right there. Yeah, they were all over the place. Yeah, England, and then a couple of studios. Yeah. So, the year it came out, 1989. Here's what it's up against. Tank, Batman. Wow. Weekend at Bernie's. Back to the Future 2. Tango and Cash. The Abyss. Yeah, I mean... I mean, okay, uh, it, there's, so, some, there's but, some... I put some duds in there, and I put some hits in but there. But here's the thing. You put yourself in the shoes of people back then, all mm-hmm. right? I love all three films. Yeah. I really do. I, I like love all them. Three. I enjoy yeah, them. That's right. But because the second film did so poorly in the minds of fans, right? When the third one comes out, it's like, man, I'd rather see Batman. Yeah. Or Back to the Future Future was such a huge hit. I want to know what happened. So I'm going to go to Back to the Future. Or you got Tango and Cash. Tango and Cash. You have this this cop dog film type of thing. Why not? Abyss. Abyss was this, um, it, it kind of changed film forever type but of deal. But it was a dud. It was a dud. But the, the way it was filmed, filmed. The, the water, se- I mean, the CG if, sequences. If you think about it, the only reason uh, Terminator 2 did so well was, was because of the, the abyss, abyss, right? Well, think about now. We have modern franchises because of Indiana Jones, yeah. because of the Batman. Because of Back to the Future, we have we have multiple those franchises. Fran- yeah, right. At this point in the seventies, seventies there think, were no franchises. So, honestly, honestly, and I'm only saying this because again, I'm putting myself in shoes of people yeah, back then. then. Yeah, I'm probably seeing all of those, almost all of those, over Indiana Jones, mm. except for Weekend at Bernie's. Bernie's. Oh, yeah, but that, you know what I mean. Weekends at Bernie's. I'm probably going to see scared. Indiana yeah. Jones. Yeah, again. If I'm thinking about myself nowadays, yeah. right, I'm seeing Indiana Jones o- yeah. over Tango and Cash. Yeah, I thought, I'm oh, seeing it over The Abyss. Yes. Batman the, the, is hard. That's a tough one. I, I might go Batman. Over I might go Batman. Batman. And Back to the Future. That's I a tough one for me. I think I would go Back to the Future. I think I would go Back to the Future too. But, but if I'm putting myself in the shoes of people before I, well, the year I was born, right? Yeah. I'm probably seeing those other ones. It's mostly because, all right, if the f- second one did so bad, I don't know about this third yeah. one. Yeah. Where you're now, you're getting a Batman with Michael Keaton. You're getting an actual live-action Batman, Batman movie, right? That's right. You're going to see what happened, the continued story with Back to the Future. So the- there's these things, though, that were good. I mean, 89 was, I would say it's a mixed year. It is. Yeah. Yeah, you had some duds, but you had some, some like good ones. Really good movies. I can't believe this movie was out in 89. Mm-hmm. 
every time I watch it, it seems. What's weird is the internet. It feels modern. It feels modern. Yeah. Yeah. It feels when you like watch any of them. Yeah, they don't feel like they age at all. Right. You you watch them and it's like okay. Okay, this... it could be made yesterday. <laughs> right. Yeah. The director's name uh, Spielberg. We've covered his movies before. Uh, hundreds of times. He's. We've almost covered them all. He's <laughs> phenomenal. I mean, God, the the guys. Besides sleeping with all of his people. Well, I don't know if he slept with Harrison yet, but. <laughs> Do you, th- you think he tried to sleep with that's the Sean, pl- Sean that's, Connery? That's the plot to the new Indiana. It's him just trying to sleep with Harrison right. Ford and get it in 4K. I, I slept with your dad and I was sleeping with you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that the line that George uh, that that's, that's Spielberg the used? Yeah. yeah. Eskimo Brothers. Eskimo Brothers. <laughs> Keep going. Oh, I laughed too hard at that. Okay, here are our top ten scenes. Scene number ten, Wheat see Indy on a boat with the boss from earlier when he was a kid and he is after Indy is after the same thing he fought for as a kid Indy has uh, is going after this boss for a second time thugs toss try to toss Indy off of this boat but he beats them and he goes after the boss for the treasure Indy leaps into the water as a barrel hits some explosives due to some wind and the boat goes right up Indy finds a floaty we cut to him as a professor in a class this first bit, he states they'll never look for they uh, never look for treasure where X marks the spot. Mm. Indy brings Marcus to the treasury and he gives he gives it to him at the museum. He goes to his office and he seems like a rock star. He can't handle it so much he makes an escape out the window while he's being watched. He's approached by three suits as they bring him to Donovan's office. They discuss a stone tablet that Donovan has. As Indy read the tablet aloud, he talks about the Holy Grail. Donovan, Donovan brings up Indy's father, but it, uh, Indy dismisses him easily. Donovan, t- Donovan talks about the Holy Grail and the three, ni- the three knights that were supposed to watch the Grail. And Donovan talks about the Holy Grail and how they were one a step away, but the project leader uh, vanished. So now they are asking Indy for help. And then, he, of course, he finds out the project leader is his father. Yes. Because it was like, why don't you talk to him? He's the he's the one that's obsessed with it and doesn't yeah. love anyone. And yeah. You can tell it's like that that uh, jealous son type of thing. Yeah. Because it's like, my father, you know, loved that thing more than me. And yeah. Yeah. That type of thing. Scene number nine, uh, Indy runs to his father's house, but he isn't there. But Indy does go through his father's diary that contains all he knew about the Holy Grail. Indy questions if the cup is even real. He discusses the Grail with Marcus briefly. Donovan tells Indy not to trust anyone before he sends him off to find his father. Indy and Marcus are off to Inley, all they all find Dr. Schneider. They all talk about the Grail. The doctor tells her that her father, uh, were, that his father just went missing. Uh, Snyder tells Indy and Marcus that they're at the a church. Uh, they're all looking for a tomb in this church that is now a library. They're all looking for X that marks the spot. <laughs> in, Indy has to bash the floor in as he slams down to break it open. That's my, one of my favorite parts. Was it, the, the, the guy yes, the guy slamming <laughs> the fucking thing. He's, he's like he's stamping books. And it's yeah. Like, Boom. Yeah. And then he looks at it. And he puts and it then down. He puts it down. Then he grabs it again. Kabooge! Yeah. <laughs> uh, Indy descends into this well as they find pagan symbols. Men approach Marcus. They knock him out. And they even find a drawing with the Ark of the Covenant on it. 
Indy slams through a wall and finds himself uh, where petroleum is leaking in the ground. The two of them use a torch and move on as they go through the room filled to the brimmy brim with rats. So there's there's a few problems I have with it because it it's like, hey, there's petroleum in the water. Yeah. And then it's like, let me soak this rag and light it on fire. And then you see, you'll see bits of it coming off and hitting the water and nothing's happening. And I'm like, something's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like, you guys messed w- up. Why wouldn't the petroleum get to the rats either? Right. That's the so, only... The other thing is, ever since I was a kid and I watched Indiana Jones, yep. I had this... I, it, it's a stupid fascination, but I always wanted to be so obsessed with something that I had a diary for it. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? I never had that either. It was like... When I saw how, like, Indy's father had a, a diary, this little book he kept on him at all times, and it had just, like, pieces of paper in it and stuff he just jotted down and stuff like that. It, when I was a kid, I was like, man, I wish I could get to that point. I even had journals and diaries and stuff, but the thing is, is like, I never wrote in them. Because mm. I was like, well, what do I need to write down? Yeah. But now it's like, man, I wish I had. So this I don't, book. I don't, I don't have a diary. But when I make, when I would make movies or whatever, I would have a booklet, kind of like we have just a small notebook here, and it would be filled with a goddamn brim, mm-hmm. just film filled with notes, quotes, maybe whatever I would have. It looks like a fucking madman's journal, I'm sure. See, but, but but you have that's... that though, and then like, I don't know how many directors though have something like that of their own thing where you could like. I would fucking pick the brain of Spielberg for his last crusade right? booklet. Like it's basically called a director's book. Yes. And a lot of directors do. I do it because I like, you know, just having all my stuff physically there. But I mean, I would love to pick the brain. That's what I'm saying. Like his dad was so, so obsessed with yeah. the grail yeah, that it had sketches and maps, maps and like etchings yeah. and stuff like that. It's like, man, like, there is some things that I'm obsessed with. There really is. Yeah. But it's like, I don't have this... No. But this notebook that... No. Okay, that I probably should have. Yeah. Because at that time, I was like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if this or this. that or... And then look back and go, hey, you know, yeah. that actually came true. But at or, what point is there a fine line between crazy and obsessed? Now... Well, okay. So, I think... I think in order to be obsessed with something, you have to be a little crazy. That's right. And for some people, that works out in the end. There's a fine line, though, that right. you have to straddle. So I think it's it's an even balance. You have an equal amount of crazy with an equal amount of uh, obsession and respect. Yeah. So I think he's – Henry Sr. is at that balance. Mm. Now – Indy doesn't see the balance. No. He just thinks that his obsession and craziness is one thing and that he just disregards everything else. But that's not what it is. Yeah. He, senior will come right out and tell him, hey, you know what? I, I just respected you as a, your own person, your privacy. So that's why I kind of did let you do whatever you wanted. Yeah. And I focused on this. The group bet, the grail, yeah. Scene number eight, these, they follow these men from the top of the tunnel. These two men uh, find the chamber of the tombs, and they open it up. They find the second marker, and it's a shield. The men light up the room as Indy and Elisa hide in the tomb to survive the rats. 
as they swim. Okay, they're not swimming through petroleum though. See, that's what I, that's what I mean. Through and then land outside. The two of them are now on the run from these men as they make it to the boat and go through the canal within Venice. There's a full-on boat chase as Indy is trying to punch off one of the guys on the boat. Through, uh, through miscommunication, they are now <laughs> between the two big boats, closing, which I between like. Between them? No. <laughs> no, don't go between them. You said go between them. They barely make it out alive as the boat behind them goes, uh, blows up. Indy's boat is now shot as they're getting boarded. These two men get beat by Indy as they move closer to the propeller of a boat as Indy is questioning one of the guys. The boat is also being destroyed at the same time. It's such a good scene. Yeah. The other thing is, like, could you imagine the smell of that water in oh. that tomb? Oh. For one, it's infested with rats, right? Petroleum. And petroleum. So there has to be this, like, very strong, pungent, pungent smell. Mm. The guy tells him that they're looking for the Holy Grail, and that's why they're being chased. Indy spares the guy last second because he needs him for information. His name is Kazim, and they are now there's a, now a brotherhood to guard and keep the Grail safe. Indy tells the guy that he didn't come for the Grail. He came for his father. And Kazim, Kazim tells Indy right where his father is, and he's in a castle in Germany. I think it's because like Indy's so upfront with yeah. him. And you could tell he's very passionate about finding his father, where the guy was like, um, I believe you, so yeah. this is where your dad is. That's right. Scene number seven, Marcus goes over to the stencil and that Indy had from earlier. As Indy and Marcus talk about the city of Alexander, the city was destroyed and the city built on top of it. Marcus shows Indy the map within the book, and the father even has a map. Indy tells Marcus to go through a separate trip. While he's going af uh, after his father, he goes to his room, and uh, his room is being pillaged. All the rooms have been ransacked, as uh, Elsa didn't hear anything because of the loud music. Indy shows Elsa the trail diary, and they have had it for a bit. He goes in for a kiss, and she kisses him back. Indy and Elsa are more on the move to Germany to get the father back. The two of them arrive in Germany. Indy pulls a Bugs Bunny on the butler as the butler uh, doesn't fall for it and gets knocked out. Which I like this. I love The it. tapestries? I'm here to see the tapestries. Do you not have any tapestries it's, here? It's so... I'm a Scottish lord. And the thing, what's awesome is all they do is like switch jackets and hats. hats. I know. And it changes... It's a Bugs Bunny. It changes the character so yeah, much, yeah. right? Because as soon as he does that, he does look like a Scottish boy. Yeah. Like, oh, I hear this, see the tapestries. Yeah. This uh, is a castle, isn't it? It yeah. has tapestries. And yes, we have tapestries. If you're a Scottish lord, I'm, I'm Mickey, Mickey Mouse. Hindi goes into a room and has to speak to outside of the building to go to the ground. Uh, he gets smashed in the head by his... Oh, yeah. Uh, Indy finds out what's going on, and it's Nazis. That's always... It's <laughs> Nazis. Nazis. It's the Germans. Uh, Indy gets smashed in the head by his dad. He breaks a 14th century Ming Dynasty vase, which is actually more upset that he broke the vase. It's a fake. Yeah. His dad tells him it's a fake. It, they both laugh. <laughs> so good. So here, here's the other. This is the other thing about the Indiana Jones film. I wonder if this this thing, the Ming Dynasty, was uh, connected to Temple of Doom. What's the same destiny from the oh, the yeah. guy? I wonder. Yeah. Yeah. So. This, everyone knows these are Nazis yeah. from from the first film yes. and this third film, right? Yeah. Yes. But the thing is, this is before the Nazis did anything terrible. 
Because this is 19... Late 1930s. They were already doing some bad but stuff. But they were really... They didn't start doing, like, the camps and stuff until the 40s. But it was still bad. Oh, yeah, it was still it's bad. Like, but what, still, I'm still, is, still, still what I'm saying is... What I'm saying is... The Germans were still the bad guys before they really what, what, fucked up. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, they were bad. They were they were bad by the end of World War One, though. Yeah, yeah. But like, but it's just weird how the Germans were just they were bad guys. The Nazis, yeah, were bad guys before they really took off to their fucking psychoticness. Yeah, right. Yeah, they were. You know what I mean? They might have been bad here, but they went from bad to evil. Yes. Yeah. Scene number six, Indian and his dad share a moment about the diary. His dad says that they wanted the diary, so he mailed it to him, but they interrupted. Uh, but they were interrupted by Nazis as uh, they want the book, but Indy has it. Indian, Indy and his dad have at it for, uh, have it for a takeout. Uh, as Indy rushes them and kills a bunch of Nazis to get out. Indy goes for Elsa, but she's held at gunpoint, and his dad tells him that she's a Nazi. Indy's confused, doesn't know who to believe. Indy goes with uh, the lady instead of his dad, and she betrays him. Indy was wrong. She was a Nazi the whole time. A Nazi! <laughs> Indy asks his dad, how did he know? And his dad tells her, well, she sleep talks. Talks in her sleep. And they have a weird, wait, what? Yeah, Donovan comes forward and tells Indy and his father that they shouldn't have trusted anyone as Donovan was also working for the Nazis. Donovan is going through the Grail diary, but the notices that were pages missing. Elsa tries to charm Indy into telling them what happened to the missing pages. Indy gave the pages to Marcus. We cut to Marcus trying to find uh, find a friend, but Marcus is trying is being taken by a couple of other guys. Uh, yeah, he's basically tossed into the Nazi ship. I, I love how they're they're both strapped to a chair, right? They're back to back. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And she and she like whispers in Indy's ear, like the night we had was so amazing. But the father answers. The father's it was all like, right. It was pretty. Father's good. like, well, well, thank you. It was pretty amazing. You know, I thought it was pretty amazing too. And like the glare that Indy does, because he's like, oh my god, <laughs> we we both did this. Yeah, I got some questions about that a little bit. Indy and his father are tied up. As Elsa is going to Berlin, Ella, Elsa is asked to showcase their uh, research to the top people in Berlin while she tells everyone else to keep Indy and her father alive, his father alive. Elsa tells Indy that they would have done anything for the Grail. She says he would have done the same, uh, but he disagrees. Elsa tells Indy that he had a one, uh, yeah, he was wonderful, but she doesn't, he does, the dad doesn't think it's about him. Elsa forces a deep kiss onto Indy. Uh, a Nazi punches Indy in the face and tells him that's the German way to say goodbye. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because she was like, "Let's let me show you how we say goodbye in Austria." Yeah, and she kisses him, and then it's like, "Let me tell you how we say goodbye in Germany." To put to the face. <laughs> uh, Dad goes into Indy's pocket and grabs Indy's lighter and tries to burn it, but the rope burn the ropes, but it gets too hot and it burns his hand. And then he tosses the lighter on the ground. The floor catches on fire. He tries to blow it, and it only gets worse. Within a few seconds, half the building is on fire. It, the comical to, timing to me, of this it's is like, just perfect. It's so cartoony. Yeah. And it's hilarious. But it's over the top in a right kind of way. Yes. Have you ever noticed that there's only two types of German accents? Yeah. You're, you either come out sounding like you're a psychopath, or you're very flamboyant. <laughs> yeah, no, that's about right. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. 
Indian dad uh, move as the Nazis are on the move. And they are, yeah, and they have Marcus. Germany has stated to kill the Americans. Indian dad head for the fireplace as Indy uh, touches something and the whole uh, fireplace spins back into a Nazi base. Indy hits it again as the base notices and starts to shoot at them. Indy frees them, uh, frees him and his dad from the ropes as the Nazis come for them, but Indy and his dad outsmartly are smart them. Indy tells his dad not to move it. I, I love that whole again, it's like it's very cartoony. Dad, what? It's, dad? it's yeah. yeah. What? We're on fire. <laughs> it's what? So, yeah. It's so awesome. Yeah. Uh, so uh number- the rug is on fire. And the table and the curtains. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, scene number four, Indy and Dad are on the move. As Dad sits down and Indy falls down the stairs, Indy uh, finds more boats and goes to start a boat, but then Dad tosses his stuff in. They have a back and forth as they're gonna, like, no, we're not using the boats. Wait, what about the boats? They're now being chased on bikes by Nazis. Uh, Indy goes through a border and grabs and uh, basically, like, uh, he's from medieval times and just... Yeah, he grabs the flagpole yeah. used as a jousting pole. Yeah. Javelin, whatever. Yeah. Now there's, there's only one bike after them. Indy tosses the pole right at the wheel of the guy, and the bike just goes up. Indy and, uh, Indy and his dad stop. They have at it one more time. Dad, uh, His dad tells Indy about the three traps and the clues to help them get them through, but can't remember it. Dad tells them to go after the grail and tells them that they have to stop the Nazis from getting it. The grail was an obsession for Dad for a long time, and they're both going back to Berlin to get the book. I, I love how there's there's a lot of realism when it comes to the Nazis and the the search for the Holy Grail, yeah. right? Because they were so obsessed with holy cult. artifacts and they wanted to dominate the world and whatever they could use to take over the world, they're going to. That's right. Scene number three, we cut to Berlin as, as we see Brooks burning a giant Nazi march taking place. We, we see the, the bike... Uh, the bike from earlier, as Indy and his father have made it. Indy has even stolen an out from a Nazi to blend in. His father tells him they are pilgrims in an unholy land. I very, I like that quote. That was a nice quote. quote yeah. yeah. We cut to people uh, tossing books under the fire. We even see Elsa walking as Indy puts a gun to her and tells her she needs the, he needs the book. Indy tells her that he didn't uh, want the book burned. Mm. Indy is willing to kill for her, uh, kill to kill her for the grail, but he won't. They are now pushed into the crowd as Hitler's given the diary and he signs it. Indy and his father rush to get out of Germany. The Nazis are looking for them all around. They board a flight on a blimp. Indy thinks they've already made it, but his father tells him, slow down until they have Germany behind them. Nazis are now hunting them on the blimp. Uh, Indy is dressed as a ticket guy. The, mo- the Nazi, one of the main Nazis, makes it to his dad. Indy punches the Nazi guy out the window and says, no ticket. And there's a, there's a giant. That was so funny. funny. Yeah. Because everyone's like shocked. And then he goes, no, no ticket. ticket. Then and everyone's they, like take, yeah. taking their tickets yeah, yeah. out, showing them. Indy and his dad laugh about Elsa a little bit. Indy tries to bring up the last time they had a drink. Indy and dad have at it a little bit more and all about the stuff that was never said. Indy can't say anything to his dad knowing what he has to say. Uh, dad tells him about the three challenges upon them getting the grail the nazi the blimp is a nazi blimp which they didn't know about and it's turning back to germany indian indy and dad 
uh, make it to a private plane under the blimp as they are being gunned down. Indian is driving the plane as Dad is shooting the machine gun. Dad accidentally shoots the back of the plane as propeller or something as it goes down. They land the plane on the farm as the plane as the other planes are heading right for them. Indy and Dad steal the farmer's car as the plane is again heading for them. They head for a tunnel and the plane goes into the tunnel and then kind of goes past them in traffic. Another plane is on their tail. I, I like how he he shoots the tail wing. Yeah. And he goes, "Son, I have some bad news." We're hit. Yeah. As if he didn't do, do it. it. It's yeah. the other ones that did it. Yeah. We're funny. going down. We're we're going down. I'm sorry, son. <laughs> Indy and Dad Indy and Dad are now at the beach as this plane is coming right towards them. And the idea uh, Dad has an idea to use his umbrella to get the birds to knock out the plane. Dad recites something as he's happy as they continue on. We cut to Donovan trying to cut a deal to get across the borders as they are trying to get a car for an army. Kasim is watching, keeping an eye on Donovan. Indy meets up with Sala and with Dad, too, as they are trying to get Marcus back. We cut to the army, and his entire army is now after the Grail. Donovan tells Marcus that they are almost close to the Grail. The Nazis blow up the car. They toss Brody uh, yeah, toss Brody in the tank as Kasim is watching. Kasim is, uh, and his brother are uh, there to stop them. The Nazis are fighting this... Bro- oh, yeah, the Brotherhood, sorry. And... Uh, so tell uh, Indy tells Sala no more camels. Kazim is shot and warns them not to go after the cop. The cup. Dad goes into the tank to save Marcus, but he's captured by the Nazis. As the Nazis slap Henry around, the old Henry around. Uh, Dad stops from being slapped one last time. Indy is getting away with horses as uh, Sala comes with camels. Indy try- has to go back to get Marcus and Dad. It's such this like back and forth, yeah. back and forth. Yeah. I also love how a, a few scenes before this, he says that Marcus is this like he knows fifteen languages. He can hide and anywhere. He can hide blend anywhere, in. and he's already had a day and a half ahead. Blah, yeah. blah blah. So then, the dad uh, senior. Yeah. Is like, really? He he knows all that. He goes, no, he got lost in his own museum once. And then it's like, yeah, they captured him. They captured yeah. him quick. Yeah. Out of all those scenes, which one stood out? Not including the ending Ooh. or the old. Yeah. So the two that I like, there's two that I like. I love the, the in the castle scene. Yeah, I like the um, in the castle scene. That, that whole thing that of dynamic. Like the rooms on fire type of thing. And then I like the plane. I like the plane too. Um, so, so really just him. Him and his dad. Him and his dad together makes for some good scenes. I agree. Yeah. We'll keep going on. Oh, here's some questions we had while watching it. Uh, why didn't Indy's father do anything besides just be a presence in the opening scene? He didn't believe the son at all. Yeah, I... That's a little weird. It's a little weird. Uh, so but again, it's his obsession. He's he's in his... You can see he's in his Grail diary. Yeah. So it's like... Is he preoccupied with the Grail I think then? he's preoccupied. So we are to assume that a single drop into two snakes pits would cause a lifelong fear of snakes? I think so. Okay. I think because the thing is, it's when it comes to snakes, right? Mm. The non-venomous kind are the worst. Are are good. Yeah. Like to me, like you could be around, but if a cobra was in front of me, yeah. like that screw me up and that's the thing, like 
that one snake that rears its head up and just stares yeah. at him, that's a cobra, cobra. and yeah. that would scare the shit out of me. How old is his father in 1912? If Indy seems about 15 or so, he's already probably old. Yeah, because those days, a lot of fathers were older than mothers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's how it was. What happens to the mother? We never, she, really, we never really find out. We just know she passed away, but we don't know what happened. happened. Yeah. Wouldn't Indy try to question uh, where or how Donovan is paying for all this? Yeah. That's a little weird. I know he's rich, but they don't really say how. Uh, how strong did the man in the library think he was when he was slamming down on that? Yeah. That was hilarious. How many rats? We answered that earlier, about yep. a thousand. Uh, how long was Kasim following Indy's father, and how does he know the exact spot where he is? Must have followed him for a, a while. while. Yeah. Because he technically he went from Venice to Austria, right? That's where the castle was. Yeah. And back. Yeah. And then went, Yeah, your father's here. And if I he saw him. and if he did know where the father was, why didn't he need to do anything to help him? I think it's because his whole job is protect the grail. grail. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, if the father gets released, he's still gonna go after looking for the grail. So the only time Indy really gets him is with Elsa the Nazi? Yeah. So he bangs a Nazi. He doesn't yeah. sleep with anyone else in no. the rest of the movies. Nope. Or it's implied that he slept. Implied, yeah. Right. How many men did Elsa sleep with for the sake of the Nazis? As many as she had to. Yeah, I'm sure. As many as she had to. Uh, how did the Nazis know where Marcus was exactly? Uh, I think. I think they, it's they be- just put up a bunch of people all over the world and be like, yeah. wherever you find them. I think it's one of those like. Where has he gone before? And you know what? We have all these resources and all this money. Yeah. And we do know Marcus is dumb. Mm-hmm. So. How can Dad burn the ropes realistically without burning himself? That's the thing. It looked like their hands and everything are too close to be yeah, burning yeah. through rope. Uh, how fast can India change clothes? He's like Bugs Bunny on that shit. Yeah. Quick. Yeah. Uh, if it's on basic cable, worth a watch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think I'm so. doing it. I don't even care if it's, it's like commercials. in the middle. Of it. Like, if it's on. It's on. And I flip to it. At uh, any point, I'm I'll in. watch it. Yeah. Uh, streaming service, Paramount. Paramount, yeah. Yeah. Favorite part? Ooh, I, with this one, yeah. it's the entirety of the movie. It To me, it's just a very well-put-together father-son story. I'm going to go with the chemistry. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Or the editing once again, because it cuts very well again. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, the chemistry between the two are are so good. Something you didn't like? I didn't like that there was two villains. In the prologue, there's that one villain that's a one-off, and then at the end, I kind of wish there was one villain for the whole thing. Yeah. And maybe, maybe McDonovan, his kid villain. Yep. Which would yeah. make sense, yeah. So to me, the only thing I really just didn't like, there's certain parts, and again, this is nitpicky, stuff like that. Um, when you say, let's let's go with that water, yeah. right? Yeah, petroleum, petroleum in the water. Yeah, yeah, I get that. If you're going to say there's petroleum in the water, that means the entire thing's going to light up. Mm-hmm. Not just certain around set, them or whatever. Sections, yeah. Um, there's certain stuff like that, like like I said, nitpicky yeah, type that's of things. Uh, the other thing, like, okay, he he takes his whip and he flings it up on on a wire to climb up. How strong is that wire? How yeah. strong? You know, it's yeah. just nitpicky stuff. Yeah. Like, to me, just make it a little bit more realistic. I gotcha. 
Uh, I would say it wasn't long enough. I would have wanted another hour. Oh, yeah. I could, yeah. I could have dealt with another hour. hour. Yeah. Would you pay $40 to watch it once? This one I would. I would too. Yeah. We don't really do that often, but. No, this one I would. I would love uh, to see this in a drive-in. That would be cool. That would be cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, here's our great oh shit moments. Uh, <laughs> young Indy. Yep. Father goes missing. Uh-huh. The second marker. Which uh, is neat. Yeah. Uh, the boat chase. Yep. Uh, Elsa Nazi reveal. That was cool. Yeah. That was cool. Uh, Dad and Indy both slept with Elsa Nazi reveal. Yeah. No ticket. No ticket was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, who is the best performance? I'm gonna give it to Harrison. I say now the ooh, the only Connery re- though. Oh, I'm gonna give Connery second, and the only reason for it, yeah, is Harrison had more screen time. That okay. That's the only that's only the, reason. That's the um, only yeah. I if, I see that. If uh, Sean had equal amount of screen, screen time, time, yeah, I would. It say would be hard would, for me to determine. To de- I, determine. I I agree. Yeah, I agree with that one. Because both, I mean, both of them together was awesome. Uh, here's we are at the ending. Uh, the entire army is now after Indy as he's gone out for the tank. Indy has uh, no idea, so he grabs a rock and begins to block all the cannon holes with rocks. The cannon backfires, and now one of them uh, has to get out due to some smoke on the inside. Indy jumps onto the tank as men jump towards him from cars nearby. Indy uh, needs help up top. As we're cutting back and forth, as Marcus at the same Marcus and Dad at the same time, Dad gets the gun but uses ink to escape. Dad shoots the cannon and blows up the other Nazi car nearby. We cut back to Indy being pushed into a wall as his dad is also being uh, bested below. Marcus is now out. The guy uh, is out. The guy he shoots a bullet and uh, that kills the tank driver and Indy is able to get free. Marcus falls off as Dad is still left on the belt as the tank oh, is moving. That's so funny. Yeah. Sal saves Dad as Indy beats the Nazi, uh, Nazis and that Nazi and jumps off the tank. Dad regrets not take, uh, talking to Indy. Indy is pulling himself off, pulling himself up as we don't see, see him behind them. Dad notices Indy and uh, they have a nice moment. Uh, Dad tells Indy to move his ass, basically. Uh, Indy fell off this thing and now he's back up. The Jones team make it to make it a second as they walk on foot and hide behind walls to watch and see what's uh, what the Nazis are doing with the Grail. They see guys, uh, yeah, they send guys in and kill, killed instantly. The Nazis do. The Jones team is caught once again. Donovan tells Jones he will get to the Grail. Donovan wants the Grail for himself and he doesn't care about it. Donovan shoots Dad in the stomach and motivates Indy to go get the Grail. Donovan says only the Grail will save Dad. Indy must face each each of these three challenges as he goes through the book and begins to face each step step by step. We cut to Dad and, and Indy saying the same thing as Indy kneels as he makes it through. Indy must step on the proper letters for the Word of God at the same time. And he steps on the wrong letter and he steps uh, right on through. Indy is now on the path of God, and it is a leap of faith. Indy steps over and nothing and walks. As you can see, the path is clearly underneath him. Indy makes it to the final chamber and sees a lone knight standing there uh, reading. The knight tries to fight, but is old and weak. Uh, the knight 
is the last of the three brothers, and he is now 700 years old. Donovan makes it to the chamber, as does Elsa. The knight tells Donovan that the right cup will give life. The wrong cup will take life away. Elsa picks up the cup for Donovan. Donovan fills it with water and drinks from it. He is dying. Donovan ages years in a matter of seconds as his bones turns to dust. The knight tells them that he has chose poorly. Indy picks up a cup and fills it with water. The knight tells Indy that he has picked up the right cup, but the cup can never leave the seal or the building. Indy uh, runs to his father by, and, and uses the grail to heal him. Dad's color comes back to life as Dad finally sees the Holy Grail. Elsa steals the grail. As she walks past the seal, she drops the cup as it falls. As this whole chamber is falling apart, the, the, uh, the grail falls into one of the crevices within the chambers now. Elsa is trying to go for the grail that has fallen while holding on to Indy, but she falls. Dallas, uh, Dad tells Indy to just let go of the cup as Indy is pulled up from Dad. Uh, the knights wave as the cave falls in on itself. Uh, Dad and Indy share a final moment about letting things go as they have a laugh about it. Indy's name as they are following Marcus's lead. You think the knight was like relieved? Yeah. Oh God, I don't have to. I don't have, have to, to freaking do this, do this yeah, anymore. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. And then the other thing that probably goes through his mind is, "Hey, God." I better have a beautiful place in heaven for, for guarding the, this for 700 years. years. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's one of those big moments of, of relief That's for right. him. Yeah. Uh, remakes, reboots. No, no, no sequel. No, it's not. Oh, well, there's one coming out, but we don't talk about the last one. Yeah. I can't wait to see. I hope they go back to their roots. I think so too. Of like it, temple of like, do, Ark of the do your like holy artifact type of thing. Yeah. Like, more more of a what could be realistic. That's you right. know what I mean? That's what they should do. Can this movie be made today in our current culture or changed? Oh, yeah. It could be made I today. think it would be made fine. Yeah. yeah. It I should think, be fine. I think that's all we have for The Last Crusade. Yeah. So if you all like what you hear, follow us on Facebook, Captivated Minds. Instagram is at Minds Captivated. Email us, CaptivatedMinds2 at gmail.com. Everything is listed in the show notes, including our Instagrams. And if you also follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, make sure to turn on your notifications so you get up to date when we drop new episodes. And if you also like what you hear, let us know on uh, Apple Podcasts. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you all for listening. Thank you.